All right, we are live, we are live. Welcome to the conversation. It is Thursday night. This is March the 18th, episode six of the conversation for 2021. And I'm here with my boy, my brother, my pastor, Pastor Cornell Jordan. Welcome to the conversation tonight, Pastor Cornell. What's up, what's up? I'm <laughs> delighted to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for always being here. I appreciate it. <laughs> You know, we get down with those who get down with us. We support anything that's kingdom. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're a part of you're a part of the team, and um, we got something good to talk about tonight. But before we even start talking, I just want to give people a few minutes just to start looking to to log on, to tap in, to tune in real quick, see what we're talking about tonight. I put a hashtag out there tonight. I said, "Who taught you that?" That's the, that's the hashtag. Who taught you that? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you going in already. Look at you stirring up something good. Yeah, we're gonna have some, we're gonna have a good old conversation tonight, man. I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> always good, always good. Always saying the things that need to be said, right? Yeah. Always yeah. things that need to be said for real. For yeah. real. It's, it's a must. It's a must to always speak truth and, and speak it from a biblical standpoint. <laughs> That's right. Not not that we have all the answers, but we listen. You know when the lies a lie, and you know when the truth is the truth. Come on. That's now. right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yep. And it's our responsibility to share what we do know. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, we don't know everything, but what we do know is our responsibility to share. Right. That's right. Yep. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you already starting the conversation already. It's our responsibility <laughs> to share. Come on yeah. now. Oh yeah, oh yeah 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 yeah. Right right right. <laughs> I pick it up. You, you, <laughs> You tried to slide that through. I caught it. I caught it. Hey, that was the Holy Spirit, though, because I wasn't even thinking about it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> right, right. No worry, no worry, no worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just want to start this um, conversation off, first of all, by welcoming everybody who's listening, because this might be uploaded. Well, this will be uploaded tomorrow for people to listen to on YouTube and Spotify and all that good stuff. But so welcome to those who are listening. We want to thank y'all for supporting us, for listening to every single um, episode. I'm not going to say every single week, every single episode. We appreciate your support. Um, we, we appreciate the feedback. I've been getting really good feedback and that's a blessing. Matter of fact, let me say something. Um, the last time, episode five, when we had the conversation, Pastor Cornell, it, I didn't get a chance to tell you this. It was you, me, and um, Pastor Donaldson. Yep. And I had... Um, a sister in the faith, you know, Brooke, right? Your girl, Brooke, who you introduced me to. Yeah. Um, shout out to Brooke. She's been listening every week, right? She's yeah. been sharing with her sons, but she reached out to me and she said that she shared this conversation um, with someone from that last episode and they ended up going to get some of the resources that we talked about and everything. Oh, and it was really blessed by the conversation. So that really, I was like, man, that's awesome. But I wanted to make sure I shared that live where people could hear, you know, right. the impact of, what God is doing through this, you know, this conversations that we have every week, you know, every episode. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's yeah, what's up. yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so we're excited to be with y'all tonight and um, just so glad you guys tuned in and, you know, we, we want to say, first of all, the conversation is all about defending our Christian faith, right? We want to make sure that when we're talking and we're sharing, we're coming from a biblical standpoint. We say that all the time because it's important for Christians to know why we believe what we believe. And even if you're not a Christian and you're listening, and I hope there's unbelievers listening as well, I want them to know why we believe what we believe, right? Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to call yourself a believer. It's a whole other thing to know why you believe what you believe, right? Right, and there's always evidence to that that uh, that statement, that declaration that you make. Some people think that they are Christian just because they say the word. Mm -hmm. That's like me saying I'm a football player, a professional football player. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? And so, unfortunately, there's a lot of delusional uh, Christians out there. They're delusional from the standpoint they think that just saying it mm -hmm. or even just wearing mm -hmm. it makes them it. Come on now. Right, the Bible is right. clear. But you know the truth by the fruit that is that they bear in Jesus' right. name. So, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to everybody who's tuning in, everybody who's watching right now. I can see a couple people that's watching. I can see my husband is watching. You know, he's always supporting. Hey, my granny, my grandma is watching. Shout out to my granny, Lula. <laughs> she on Facebook tonight. <laughs> 
Come on now. All right, grandma in the house. Represent. Yeah, now we want to give love, though, seriously, to every single person that's watching, the ones that we can see and the ones that we can't see. Um, and just to get the ball rolling tonight, so I put a hashtag out there, and the hashtag was, who taught you that? Who <laughs> who taught you that, right? Y'all going to see why I'm saying that. You're going to see why soon or shortly why that's the hashtag, because, again, it's important to know why we believe what we believe. And honestly, Pastor Cornell, I'm going to be honest with you, like, there are so many beliefs that that sometimes Christians have that are not, they're just not biblical. And I'm like, where do you get that from? Like, who taught you that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we've all, we've all, and this is not and just- they done that. All of us have succumbed to poor teaching, but I thank the Lord for his incredible grace that through the Holy Spirit, someone else came along and helped us to find the truth or the Holy Spirit led us to truth as we- sought after him, got into his word, got into prayer, got around healthiness. Come on yes, now. Yes, and I think we mentioned that the last episode. We talked about, I shared about how, like, I was that person where I was in a church that wasn't too healthy. You know, there was some doctrine that wasn't sound, that wasn't good, <laughs> right? But when you're seeking truth, God won't leave you there in that. He will meet you where you at, and he will pull you up out of that. He will reveal if you are thirsty for him, right? Right. And you said it. It's all about seeking that truth and wanting that. And here's the reality of the matter. Sometimes when you're seeking that truth, it may take you on the journey that you didn't expect. Right. Come on now. Right. right? And so, right. but for those who out there that may be saying, that may be saying, look, I learned a lot of stuff in church. I grew up in church. That's the phrase. I grew up in church. Right. But I want to say this to you. You have to allow church to grow up in you. Somebody say amen. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> That's right. You may have grew up in church, but you got to let the church grow up in you. Right. He's gracious. He'll help us with that. Come right, on right. So listen, y'all, for those who are watching, I see Casey is on. What's up, Casey, girl? Um, listen, what we're talking about tonight, the topic, let me just go ahead and just let them know where we're coming from. When we say okay. what you, hashtag, who taught you that? What we're going to talk about tonight is, has anyone who's watching, I want y'all to go ahead and post in the comments and let us know, all right? Let us know. Have you ever heard someone say, well, you don't have to be, you know, vocal about your faith. All you have to do is just live the life and let your light shine. So you don't even, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You just got to show people Jesus and, and, and be a witness to Jesus. And that'll let people know that he's real. Has anyone who's watching, y'all, please hit me in the comments real quick and let me know if you ever heard that. Just, you know, just let your light shine. Just, just live the life. You don't have to say nothing. You don't even have to open up your mouth and people are going to know you're a Christian by the things you do and how you live. Mm. Has anybody ever heard that? That's what I want to know because that's what we're going to talk about. Is that biblical or not? Who taught you that? <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. You know I'm the hashtag king, so that's a good one right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Love that, love that. Love yeah. It. Yeah, so that's what we want to talk about tonight. It might not seem like it's real important, but trust me, it's very important. It's very important because truth be told, lives could be at stake, right? Lives mm -hmm. could be at stake if we don't open up our mouth. So that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to come from not just our thoughts, not just our opinions, but we're going to come and we're also going to give y'all some scriptures, some references, some, some passages to look at where you can see um, Jesus. You can see an example, the apostles. You can see how they lived. You can see what they did. And, you, and then we can leave the conversation and we don't even have to say, this is what you should think. But you can look at the word and let the word speak for itself, right? Let the word right. speak for itself. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and hopefully um, those, those who are listening again, whether you are saved or even if you ain't saved, you, you'll realize that it's more to, it's more to knowing Jesus than having this good feeling and doing good works. But th there has to be a connection with him, a relationship with him. And there has to be some, some verbal, there has to be some verbal speech that goes on to lead somebody to God, to lead somebody to Christ. Right. So, right. so let's, so let's get into it, Pastor Cornell. So let me just ask you, I'm just ask you straight up. Right. So when it comes to, um, people, people thinking that if you just live a good life, right. If you just live a good life, if you're kind to everybody, if you do good works, um, that in itself will prove that, you know, God, that you are a follower of Christ. Um, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that, do you think that you can lead somebody to Jesus without ever talking to them about Jesus, but by just being kind and, and showing his characteristics? 
No, um, honestly, the easy answer is no, because the Bible tells us that there's got to be communication mm -hmm. that takes place. And first and foremost, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that faith comes from hearing the word, right? Mm -hmm. So that means someone is declaring, right? Um, for me, right off the bat, there's so many things that come into play, mm -hmm. and I don't want to jump into the deep end too quick. You know, you got to warm yourself yeah. up to the water yeah. before you get in the deep gotta end. Got to put those feet in real quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just tap, tap your feet. Down a little bit. What I want to say to all those who are out there, first and foremost, um, let's say it like this. Let me, let me kind of give an illustration to that. Um, it's one thing for me to demonstrate my love for my wife. It's another thing for me to say that I love her. They both work in concert with one another. Like I don't want one without the other. If mm -hmm. all I did was say to her I love her, but never show that in what I did, then the words mean nothing. Right. Now, if I, if I just did it, but never had the communication with it, there was, there's no way for her to kind of reciprocate in that same format back to me. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So the Bible does speak to those moments. I want to catch this real quick. Mm -hmm. Moments in which we must allow the fruit of our relationship to show. Mm -hmm. But there's also more, uh, the, the Gospels speak more to, the New Testament speaks more to us expressing the, the, the work of salvation and the need for the gospel to be communicated, all right? right. In fact, that's, that's all of the New Testament, especially in Acts, because they had to go out and spread the word because of the persecution that was taking place. And did they go out and spread the word in the book of Acts, the early church? Did they go out and spread the word just by simply, you know, feeding people who were hungry and doing food giveaways and, you know, giving people clothes that they needed to close and just being nice and doing good works or, or did they actually have to talk about who Jesus was? Right. See, see, that's the, and that, the, the, I don't, we, you got to go in the deep end now. One of the biggest deceptions of the age is that if I do good, that communicates that I'm following Jesus. Mm. Just because people are doing good doesn't mean that they have one confession of faith towards Jesus. Right. And I'm going to throw this out there and maybe I'm going to get in trouble. Woo. But there was a time in which uh, there was this great, well-known celebrity that was doing good, okay, uh -huh. Uh -huh. or doing things big. And everybody attributed those acts to, a, to what they believed was uh, an example of faith. Mm -hmm. And evidence came out that this individual was far away from faith although that they were although they were doing good works mm -hmm. and so one of the things that we have to we have to protect ourselves against is not just the action of uh good things but it's actually accepting the great one who is christ jesus right and we make a, watch this is the, this is where i want to go tonight this is me i know we, we got a ton of scripture but let me just say this Jesus made it clear to us that there must be a confession or a declaration Thank of you. our belief. You. you see it every time. So let me give you some examples right off yeah. the bat. So you got the scriptures. On the cross, when Jesus was being crucified, mm. when, the, when, the, when the one thief was telling him, like, this is what's going on. Jesus was like, today you're going to be in eternity. Right. You're going you're gonna to be with me. So right. there was conversation that took place. Right. Now, I got an even better one. I've been hanging on to this, and let me just say it like this. The even better one for me is out of Luke 19. Luke 19, which mm -hmm. is the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was, was hated. He was doing people wrong. And then all of a sudden, once Jesus brought the light to his, to his situation, mm -hmm. his first act was that of uh, was totally against the norm with him forgiving people and paying them back. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't, the story doesn't end there. It just doesn't end with the right. act that he had done. Right. He had to confess. He says, here today, I forget, you know, here today, I confess. Basically, he said, here today, I confess my wrong, and I want to make that correct. And, right. the, and the Bible makes it clear that salvation had not only come to him, but to his whole entire family. Right. So that declaration was there. And so for me, for me, Luke 19 is like, bullseye to what we're talking about mm -hmm. it wasn't just the act that Zacchaeus did it was also accompanied by and strengthened by his 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 uh, declaration his confession if you will so I wrote this down let me get this to y'all come on now confession is so important now watch this this was what the Lord threw on me when I was driving home mm -hmm. confession is important but when we think of confession we always think of something you did wrong mm -hmm. okay but 
watch this. Confession can be also a declaration of something that is right. Confession you see that? It's, right. it's two sides to confession. Right. Like, I, I, listen, watch this. I pledge allegiance. Mm -hmm. Come on now. That's a declaration. Right. It's letting people know who I'm standing with. Right. And so the same is true when it comes to our faith. There has to be this declaration. So in the garden situation, we see that wasn't just Adam and Eve taking up the fruit, but it was them giving giving their allegiance over to that of evil. And so God has really made it clear to us through the Gospels especially that there has to be more than just works. Come on right. now, y'all. We're right. going to get in trouble today. Right. Works. Come right. on now. There has to be more than just works because good works doesn't equal salvation. Come on now. Come on good now. Works. But good works does not equal salvation. Okay, so... Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why do you think people are tripping on that? Why do you think people like? Uh, why do you think people link good works with the thought of being a Christian? What, what What do you feel on that? Why do you think we're in that kind of culture now? Okay. Well, I think I, I'm thinking from two um, aspects. The first aspect is when I think about the world. The world has has this perception on how they think Christians should be. The world, if you, listen, let me fool around and cuss, cuss at the stop sign, right? Because somebody cuss, cut me off on the road, right? And I cuss at them. <laughs> and it's somebody that, ooh, that knows that I'm a minister and, I'm, and I go to Metro, right? You know, they will be like, you're supposed to be saved. You're supposed to be a Christian, right? And you call yourself a Christian, right? Nope. So the world has this perception that Christians are not supposed to be sinners, number one, right? Mm. They think yeah. we're always supposed to do good. But they don't recognize that that is not Christianity. Christianity is confessing that I am a sinner in need of a savior. <laughs> hit the like button, hit the like button, hit the like, hit the like. Hit right, the right, like. right. So, so, so that's the first point of view. The second is, I think this current culture that we live in, especially I want to speak of in America, right? Because this is where we live. In America, I think American Christians think that if I just do good, if I'm a do-gooder, that is good enough. If I do good, people will know that I serve a, you know, a God who is good. Partially because the scripture says, let, um, it says, let your light so shine so that men will see your good works, right? And glorify your father in heaven. So yes, right. we are supposed to do good works, but good works, um, we do good works because we are saved. Doing good works does not make us saved but we do it because we're saved. Does that make say it sense? Again, say it again, say it again. Doing good works does not make us saved. Let me say this. Okay, this is the conversation. This is about to get real, right? So a lot of people who've been going to church all their life or for 15, 20 years, their grandma raised them in church, and I talked to you about this before we got on here. A lot of people believe that they are Christians because they go to church, because they, they serve, and they do good works. But they do not have a personal relationship, relationship with Jesus Christ, right? So doing good works does not make you saved. We show our faith by, because we have faith, our works are evidence of our faith, right? So it's a difference of knowing something. There's a lot of good people who are going straight to hell. There's a lot of good people who worship idols who worship demons who are from the in the nation of islam there are a lot of people they are they and they're good people they will, they will give you the clothes off of their back listen a lot of people who are not christians are nicer than christians are if we want to keep it all the way 100 right so doing good works is not it that's not enough that does not make you saved right and i can't think of one scripture passage and pastor Cornell or anyone who's watching that knows the word, please, please help your girl out. Point me to the scripture that shows a life of someone where they lived a life of doing good works so much so that they won somebody to Jesus without talking about who Jesus was and actually giving them the gospel. Because the gospel, I've heard people say, bro, you ain't got to be so preachy with it. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is show them love and be there for them and build relationship. 
but the scripture says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? So you have to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not just doing good things and being kind to people. That is not the gospel. Last time I checked the gospel, according to 1 Corinthians 15, was that Jesus Christ, right? He was crucified. He was buried according to the scriptures for three days and he rose from the grave. That is the good news. That is the gospel message. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, I'm sorry. You got me a little stirred up. No, though. no, that's it. That's it. I mean, I think that's, I mean, it's, it is what it is. And what we're really talking about is, and I don't mean to go to the deep end, but this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Come on. Oh. It's just the spirit of the Antichrist. Say where that. it's all about us doing and not us being. Right. Right. So we're, we're trying to earn something when it's already been purchased for us. Okay, you just said, hold on now. Wait, wait, wait. I love what Jonas said. Shout out to Jonas. Jonas is watching. He said, can't earn grace, works don't save us. That's the truth. That's, that's exactly what we're saying. And my husband said, relationship with Jesus is eternal, right? It's, it's yep. eternal, period. Dale said it's about discipleship, and that's the that's truth. right. That's what, that's what she go to Metro. And that's what we're trying to do on the conversation is disciple, right? <laughs> no, so listen. So, so you said you said that people people's relationship or people's faith. Let me go to the scripture in Acts. I want to look at this the scriptures in Acts. People's okay. people's faith is evidenced. It, it comes by speaking, preaching the word of God. It's it doesn't just happen on its own. yeah it doesn't just happen by just doing good but there's right. scriptures in i believe it's acts chapter four let me turn to my bible real quick there's scriptures in acts chapter four where thank you father you said that it's the spirit of the antichrist that we're dealing with the spirit of the antichrist would have people say oh you don't have to talk to them directly about jesus you don't have to say the name of Jesus. Where you, you don't going? Have to walk. You don't have to tell them about the scriptures. You don't have to tell them the gospel. You don't have to tell them the good news. You don't have to fulfill the great commandments, which is what? To go and teach them to observe the commands of the Lord, right? You don't have to do that. That's the Antichrist. The Antichrist says, just do good. Just meet their needs. Just give right. them some food. Just give them some clothes. Just build a relationship with them, a solely fleshly, fleshly relationship. But don't talk to them about Jesus because you don't want to offend them. That's the Antichrist. And we see this in Acts chapter 4, where in Acts chapter 3, Peter was walking at the gate. Who was he with? Peter and John was at the gate called Beautiful. It was a lame man sitting there at the gate at the temple, right? This man was lame his entire life. Peter comes up to him and says, silver and gold, I ain't got, but what I got, I'm going to give it to you, right? Such as I have, I if you want to go King James on them, right? So, <laughs> so he says, he says to rise or get up and walk in the name of the Lord. And this man is healed. And his miracle is evidence that Jesus has authority, right, to heal, that Jesus is the true and living God. And so the Pharisees get so upset that Peter and John are healing people and still winning people to Christ after Christ is been crucified, resurrected, ascended, went to heaven. And so they get arrested. And what they charge them with, we're talking about the spirit of the Antichrist, and I'm going to hurry up. What they charge them with, they said, listen, they beat them, first of all. They beat Peter and John. They put them in prison, and they said, how are we going to deal with them? You know what we're going to do? We're going to shut them up. They're, we're going to charge them with they are not allowed to speak yep. in this man's name. Yep. So you can't tell me that it's possible to lead people to Jesus and not talk about Jesus. Right. Let me read verse 19 and 20, though. Go ahead. It's highlighted in your boys. Come on now. Come on. It's highlighted there. <laughs> this is Acts 4, 19 and 20. Watch this. Four, and I'm reading out of NIV. I know you All probably right. got the TSB. Watch this. Here we go. It says this highlighted in your boys' Bible because it's so deep like that. Come on. Watch this. But Peter and John replied, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. Because they tried to say, y'all can do what you want to do, but don't say nothing. Yeah. Right? That's the context. Right? Do whatever you want to do, but you can't speak on the name. Watch right. what they say in verse 20. Acts 4.20. Right? Watch this. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why I'm sharing this. Watch this. Acts 4.20. It says this, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen 
and earth. We cannot shut it up. You can right. try to shut us up, but it's going to keep coming. Okay. Back in the day, the reason I'm saying that to you, Cassandra, is because one of our team, one of our team uh, themes for Kenya was proclaim the name. And ah. that's the verse it was supporting right there. Acts 420. Yeah. We can't help but to talk about what we have seen in there. In fact, it takes you all the way back to the Old Testament when Jeremiah is like, look, it's like fire in my bones. I got to let this out. You right. cannot shut me up. Come on now. Right. We've seen it time and time again where the, the vigor of the Holy Spirit compels us to communicate verbally, right? Right. In a way that draws people to the, to the cause of Christ, to the gospel. And so, beloved, if you're out there today, and I'm just going to say it like this, as Christians, we are obligated to be examples of Christ Jesus that will draw people to him. That comes not only through our action, but also through our word. And I was talking to Cassandra earlier today, and I, I just believe in, in my travels, what the Lord has shown me, there's a fear for sharing the gospel. People always say, well, I'm too scared. Right. I don't know enough, right. uh, you know, so on and so forth, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. But at the end of the day, we also know that the word is true because the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to say Come in on. every situation. Come on. Come on now. Sometimes the loudest thing said is nothing at all. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. In Jesus' name. And then sometimes yeah. you can't not say something. Right. You have to say something. You have to stand right. up and defend the gospel. You have to stand up and say, you know what? I'm not allowing with that. I'm allowing with Christ. That's what he expects of us. Come right. on now. There's an allegiance to it. There's a declaration to our faith. And I think when, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, when we just slide over to the good work side, mm -hmm. it's almost like hiding behind um, our inability, our reluctance to actually confess right. before other people and to declare before like, people exactly what we are. It's like putting your lamp under a bush instead of putting it on a lampstand. It's like hiding it. Like you said, it's like it's like hiding it. And in the text that you just read, those last couple verses um, in Acts 4, I love that it says, verse 21, it says, after threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. For this sign of healing had been performed on a man over 40 years old. After they were released, listen, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised, listen, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who had made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit by the mouth of our, da our father David, your servant, why do the Gentiles rage and the people's plot futile things. Hold on. The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. It goes on. If you keep reading down in this passage, verse number, I'm going to just keep reading it. Verse 27 says, for in fact, in this city, 29. both and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel assembled together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did the same thing to Jesus. It says to do whatever your hand and your will have predestined to take place verse 29 and verse now 29. listen y'all acts 4 verse 29 9 like and now lord consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness mm, while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders and perform through the name of your holy servant and when they had prayed the place where they assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to speak the word of God boldly. Come on now. Listen. In that, in that small portion, we heard speaking, declaring, just, just, just giving authority to what we are in Jesus Christ. That was an awesome passage of scripture. Listen. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying like there is no, you can't refute the word of God. You can't refute the word of God. There is no argument that can stand and say, well, I just believe, I just believe if I just let my light shine and if I just, you know, show people the love of God and, you know, it, it don't take all that. It don't take talking about them. It don't take, you know, talking about sin and everything. You know, it does. It takes all of that. It takes, listen, wake up, quit sleeping because it take all of that. That's right. And while you're trying to just do good, you allowing people to stay in darkness. 
right. to stay in the enemy's grasp. For when we really love people, we speak the truth in love. That's right. When we really love people, we tell them about Jesus, a man who died for their sin, mm. for their sin, the sin that has eternally separated them from God the Father unless they become reconciled through Jesus Christ. Right, right. I want to ask the folks that out there that are watching, all those who are watching, why don't you post why you think people are not quick to share about Jesus? Just if you're out there, if you're out there watching, I want to just challenge you right now. Yeah. Go ahead and post why you think people don't want to share. Um, it's one of the things that I kind of pulled up and I was kind of preparing real quickly was, you know, in church, we always heard what uh, Francis and Cece's said, you know what I'm saying? Uh, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. Mm -hmm. But see, what they don't understand is they that has been taken out of context. Right. Come on now. Right. Been taken out of context. That's right. And I have preached myself. There's times when you should see my fruit. Right. But there's also times you should hear my right. confession. Come right. on now. You, right. can, you should hear my declaration. Right. Like if, if, if the pendulum is swinging way to one side, that's a problem. Right. Come on now. Right. We need both. We, we, definitely, right. we, definitely, we definitely need both. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not stressing on the whole you know, good works because I'm like, people see my life, you know, my life. So, you know, I'm living for Christ. Right. But I also have to talk about him. I also have to speak about him because even in, even to, to come to salvation. And we said this earlier, Romans 10, nine, if, 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 hold on, not when, but if you confess with your mouth, right. Jesus is Lord. And believe right. in your heart right. that God raised them from the dead, you will be saved. Look, one believes with the heart inwardly, all right? However, believing in the heart results in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Right. So it's both and. It's necessary. Right. It's necessary, y'all. So we got to learn how to speak up. We got to learn how to speak up. Right. And the Bible says, how can people actually believe in God if they don't hear him? Right. Right. How can they hear if without no a preacher? Right. right. Somebody right. has to actually go and speak that word and speak that truth. Right. Come on right. now. That's the reason. Let me go real deep. This is, this is still on par. I got a question for you too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here's, here's that's why all of the earth is still not evangelized. Right. Right. Come on now. Right. There's literally, y'all don't know if y'all know this, there's about 6,000 people group, people groups that, that are still heard. out there that, that have never heard of the name or have limited access to the gospel. Mm -hmm. The way that they are going to learn about Jesus is that they have to continue, we have to continue to be vigilant about sharing the message. Come yes. on now, laying our lives on the line. Go ahead, yes. with you. All right, I'm going to ask you a question, but let me read this first because you asked the question to those who was watching. Uh, my husband responded. He said, some people are afraid to say Jesus because of the backlash. The world speaks loud about what they do. We have to speak loud about who we know. That's the truth. That's so good, babe. That's the truth. That's the truth. I love that. He says the world, look, the world speaks loud about what they do. We have to speak loud about what we know. That is the truth. Because the no, truth no, is no, what's no, going to make people free. The truth, speaking about Jesus, like, oh, this, this is the question I was going to ask. I love that comment that he just made. Cornell, yeah. could you imagine, okay, as, as you know, evangelist, missionary, pastor, all these mission trips you've been on, all the mission trips I've been on, what would happen? Listen, we're, we're getting ready to go to Kenya in what, two and a half weeks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Two and a half, almost less than three weeks, whatever. I'm not, whatever. How many days? 20 days, 18 days, something like that. Could you imagine if we went on a missions trip, you gathered a team, we raised money to go. We raised money for scholarships so these kids could come to camp so that they could get probably the best meal they'll have all year. Right. No. So, so that we could just so we could just love on them, right? Just love on them. Show them the love of God, right? <laughs> right? And, and we fly all the way over to Africa, East Africa, right? 
half camp, give them t-shirts, bring them candy, give them good food, fun games, awesome hype, awesome music, yep. right? But never preach the gospel. <laughs> and never say Jesus' name, never walk through the scriptures with them. Never tell them that right now, they, if they're not saved, they are at, they're an enemy of God's right now. And that Satan is their father, according to the scripture. And we never tell them that. Mm -mm -mm. What are we doing? Mm -mm -mm. Is that no. preaching? Is that really? Is that really the gospel? Mm -mm -mm. That ain't no mission trip. That is a vacation. Whose work are we doing? Come on now. You know what? If we did that, Satan, he it wouldn't be no warfare as we getting ready for this trip. Mm -mm -mm. He'll be funding our trip. Satan will be funding our trip. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right though. And the sad reality is, there's churches out there that have propagated all these other things over the preaching of the word right it's like the preaching of the word is the afterthought right right it's like it's like for the convenience of the culture we're going to get all this other stuff together but then the word is like the caboose come on now mm -hmm. you know what I'm trying to say that's not it People are saved by the grace of God, the finished work of Christ Jesus, the gospel being effect, in effect in us communicating what he has done. The word of God says they overcame by the word of their testimony. Right. Living their right. Lives the, come on now. That's the confession of faith. That's the confession of faith. When, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. When Jesus said to Peter, right, when he was talking to Peter about the church, he said, now you are Peter, right? And upon this rock, I will build my church yep. and the gates of hell shall yeah. not prevail against it. Yep. When Jesus said that Peter was the rock and it was a play on words because of Peter's yep. name meaning, yep. right? Yep. What Jesus was saying, the scripture before that Peter confessed that Jesus was the son of God. Well, Christos. That's right. right? He was the Christ. He was the son of God. Right. So, when Jesus says upon this rock, upon this confession of faith that I am the son of God, this is right. what you build the church on. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? People sleep on that scripture all the time, all the time. Right? So, <laughs> so I've heard, like, yeah, bro. Like my, my, you know, my, my church does mission trips all the time. We go down to South America and we dig, we dig wells and we paint people's houses and, and that's great. But I'm like, okay, well, um, did y'all have like a, a prayer meeting, church service, tent service, anything? No, you know, we just showed them the love of God, love of Jesus, man. You know, lives were impacted and things and lives were changed. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm like, but how, if all you did was paint their walls and get them some water, but their soul is still lost. Right. <laughs> Let me just say it like this. There's a difference between being a church and being a charity. Come, Come on. on now. Come on. We can give charity. That is the fruit of obedience from hearing and communicating the word of God. Right. The fruit of that is the actions that come forth. We, right. we cannot get the cart before the horse. Come on now. And in fact, I'll just say it like this. It's easy it's easier to do the good works than it is to stand face to face with the gospel because right. the gospel is inherently offensive. It's inherently uh, uplifting. It, 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 it sharpens, it cuts, it, it, it discerns the, the motives of the heart, all those things. And right. so the easy route is to do the, watch this, to do the, the works of faith, then actually doing faith, mm -hmm. which is relationship, mm -hmm. which you can't watch this. It's hard to have a relationship if you ain't talking. <laughs> right right come on now right 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 come on now right, that's right, too right. good it, too it's good. hard to have relationship okay think about it like when you think about jesus um the life of jesus right and you look at the miracles of jesus you look at the mission of jesus you look at the message of jesus right all right the three m's the miracles the mission and the message of jesus you look at his life through the gospels when Jesus encountered a woman by the name of Mary who had seven demons and he delivered her, he didn't just deliver her, but he spoke to her. He always had conversation with those Come that on he, now. That's what I'm talking about. Those that he the well? 
those that he encountered, the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, he sat there for a good little minute, you know what I'm saying, talking to her about her forefathers, what she believed and why she believed what she believed and how she was wrong and who she was sleeping with and all of that. He had had conversation with her and the conversation that he had with her is what led her to salvation. And not just her. Come on now. Let me just say She went back to the village. It was like, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Like everything I ever, and I look, look, I imagine in my head. Now this is, now this is just me. This is just me joking around. This is not, I know they was in the Middle East. I'm not even going to try and give a Middle Eastern accent, but I'm going to give you the hood version of the Samaritan woman. I could hear her. I could hear her say, Hey y'all. Hey, Hey, remember y'all, remember y'all was talking about me. Y'all said I was a hoe, right? Well, come see this man. I knew everything I did. And guess what? He still loved me and gave me eternal life. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) she, she went back. And her testimony was so powerful because look, when she went back, she was no longer in shame. She was at the well hiding from people because of her reputation, right? But Jesus frees us from all guilt of sin and shame. So she went back and she told them she was a witness and then they had to come out and see who, who gave this woman her dignity back. What Jewish man, what Jewish rabbi is at the well? What Jewish going to be there. Right, who wasn't supposed to be there. Come on. So that speaks to the intentionality of Christ because yes. he wasn't supposed to be there. The disciples were like, what in the world are you doing even talking to her? Yes. That was culturally yes. not the norm. And not only that, but what I love about what you just brought out in that passage, which clearly speaks to what we're saying, is this. They asked Jesus to stay longer. Right. And Jesus is like, watch this, watch this. The me- Ooh, Lord, the message, the message that I'm speaking goes right in hand with the mission for what I came for. Right. Come on now. Right. So right. guess what? It wasn't a time thing right there. Come right. on now. It would have been perfectly fine if she would have got saved and Jesus left it there. But right. guess what? Jesus wanted to honor her and what happened with her. She went back, told him, and then they asked him to stay. And then now these people who weren't supposed to get the gospel or even hang out with the Jews, all these cultural taboos, Jesus smashed them because the gospel was that important. Okay, here go one last example before we get ready to get off tonight. That's so good, Pastor Cornell, man. That's such a good point. The gospel was that important. Listen, so I won't use names, right? (laughs) But this is real life. So, you know, we both work at Metro. You know, you're the lead pastor at Metro. I'm the office manager um, or whatever. I like to say I'm your personal assistant. (laughs) No. We get we get the work done. Come we on. We get now. the work done, right? We are um we're troubleshooters. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. But no, so so we work at the church. We had to get some um some repairs done at the church, right? Come on now, I see where you're going. We had to get some repairs done at the church, right? Old building, old building. Yeah, yeah. And so um the the electrician you know, the guy from the electrician company came in and everything and, you know, was searching for the problems and blah, blah, blah. And mind you, there had already been two other people from the same company who had came out on two other days. All right. They sent one person one day. He couldn't find it, couldn't figure it out. They said they was going to send them back a couple of days later. A couple of days later, he didn't show up. A whole nother dude showed up. Cause I was like, where homeboy at? Who was you? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so other guy comes, he can't find the problem, don't know what he's doing. So apparently after that, they had to send somebody with a little bit more pull in the company out, right? One of the big dogs out. Right, experience to you. Right, experience. This dude comes out, he's looking for the problems, he figures it all out. Um, and I'm, I just spark conversation with him, right? We in the church, I want to let my light shine, right? I want to I shine for Jesus, right? Um, because you never know. I'm always like, God, God is always, I'm always looking for the Lord's divine appointments. You know what I mean? You never know. So long story short, this guy is there doing his thing. And what would have happened? I'll say this. I ended up sharing some of my story with him. Right. Um, I think I, I think I started the conversation off by asking him, um, like how old he was, um, and, you know, seemed like he had a really good heart because he was talking about his employees and th- different how he cared about them and wanted to take care of them and all of that. 
And so I remember just telling him like, listen, I was like, I don't know why, but I like, you're, you're not here by just, you know, coincidence or whatever. And I just feel, I was like, I feel like I need to tell you that God loves you. Like, like God really loves you and got a plan for your life, man. I was like, I know this might sound crazy, but I just want to make sure, like, make sure you know that. And I'm like, Mike, and I'm not saying it just to say that because I work at a church, you know, because that you would expect that because he's in a church, right? And so he's kind of just looking at me and I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm trying to tell you like, man, like God is, he's real. Like, let me tell you what he did in my life, you know? So then I begin to tell him about how I met my husband and how I got saved and this and that. I even called my husband. My husband is watching right now. I called my husband on the phone after I witnessed to this young man told him my own story. I said, I want you to know that I'm not lying because our story is so crazy. It could be unbelievable. Called my husband. I said, babe, I said, I'm gonna ask you a few questions. I just want you to answer them real quick, right? Had him on speakerphone. Every question I asked my husband, he answered word for word the answers because it was the truth. Jesus. I, I told my husband, I was like, all right, I'll call you back later because I know he's like, what is going on? Right, right. <laughs> this guy, his mind was so blown. Long story short, Pastor Cornell comes down there. We end up talking with him. We get his phone number. We're going to connect with him, not just for the work, but just it's like, like we need to just connect with him. It's a divine appointment, obviously. Divine appointment. Ended up inviting him to, to lunch and to come to the church. He came to the church. Come on now. He came to the church, right? He came. He met us for lunch today, right? Yeah. He said, he said he couldn't get the service out of his mind, the worship song. The song since he's been there, right? I'm saying all that to say, what if I would have never opened up my mouth? Come on now. What if I just would have been nice to him and said, yeah. oh, have a blessed day. Yeah. You know, would you, you like, like some water? Because it's, you know, what? Like, what if? Like, yeah. we have to, yes, we do good works. We serve people. Yes, we do. But we also have to speak about who Jesus is. And right. we have to know how to speak and share the gospel. We right. have to. Right. Have so it's, it's so funny that you're saying that because for those who are out there, you may say, I'm just speaking is just not for me. I'm, uh, you know, I'm shy. I hear this all the time. I'm shy. I'm introvert. I'm behind the scenes. Well, guess what? The gospel isn't introverted. Right. Now watch this. It affects introverted people and extroverted people. In fact, the gospel is for all people. Right. But don't allow the, the devil to steal your testimony, to steal an opportunity to literally draw people to Christ. And let, let me just say this to somebody. It isn't always about you leading them to salvation. It's right. about you being obedient to the moment. Right. Come on now. Right. Led by the Spirit. Let me just tell you something. I've been speaking since I was in the, in the third grade. I've been speaking. And I know there's times when it's tough to speak. So guess what? The Lord just allows me to slide it on in sometimes. Somebody do something nice. I'm at the drive-thru and somebody do something nice. Well, Lord bless you. Right. That, sometimes that could be enough right there. Letting right. them know where I stand and letting them know what I feel towards you, that the Lord bless you. Right. Sometimes, you know, and I'm not talking about after sneeze. I'm talking about genuinely, you know what? Or somebody may be going through something. I can say, you know what? Well, you know what? I'm going to pray for you. Or I'm going to call the church and put your name on a prayer list. That's just... That's your testimony going out. We cannot be afraid right. to have that supernatural boldness that comes by way of the Holy Spirit right. sharing from our mouth that confession. Right. And I, I think for me, you may, as you were telling that story, I kept thinking of a story that of a situation that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And uh, y'all know that like most brothers, we get our hair cut regularly. And uh, my my barber, shout out to to uh, Leander Walker and uh, Leander's barber shop. All right. Shout out to him. All right, um, all right. But one time I was in there, you know, when you go in the barbershop, that's like a black man's country club. Right. So everybody's talking about everything, sports, every, you know, you name it. Everybody's talking. And so guys are talking. But then when Leander says, what do you think, Pastor? Not a conversation. changes, Right. And I remember this one particular time, Cassandra, where mm -hmm. there was conversation happening. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he, he, he gets the boldness to ask me this question. Well, pastor, what do you think about so-and-so? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of controversial. And I just started, you know, sharing scripture and, uh, and I always have a Bible with me. So mm -hmm. I ran out to my car, grabbed my Bible, started showing them different verses and all right. that. 
at the end of our time there, I led the guy to the Lord in the chair. Wow. He was literally in the barbershop chair. Yeah. It was crazy. So the conversation went from girls, money, you know, cars and all that to this guy literally coming to Christ. I'm saying that not to pet my flesh, but let's give glory to God that there had to be this moment where I recognized what the Spirit of God was asking me to do, and I had to trust him to give me the words to say, yeah. to communicate it, so that someone's eternity could be affected. Yes. And that's what I want to say to everybody that's listening. Don't allow your disobedience, your fear, your reluctance to keep people out of heaven. Wow. Come on now. It's more than just showing it. It's more than just carrying the bag. It's more than just yes. opening the door and letting people know that. It's you literally, watch this, it's you literally communicating what has happened to you, what right. you've seen and what you know. We go right back to Acts chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. We can't help but to express yeah. what we see, have seen and what we know. Come on yeah. now. That's yeah. what it comes down to. So I want to challenge folks out there. Let's share the gospel. And if you're out there and you're like, well, I need some help with that. Come on now. That's what growth track is for. We're going to give yeah. that a shout out. Later in the year, we'll get that evangelism class. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm glad that you shared that because it's, it's just that simple. Just opening up your mouth, being honest, being willing to share the word with people because the word is what saves. The word is what, what people need, right? The word is what people need. And it's all about soul winning. He who wins souls is wise. And we want to be wise, right? Exactly what the word says. We want to be wise. So... So the last point I think I want to and say. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, listen, <laughs> who he has redeemed out of the hand of the enemy, okay? If he's done that, right? The, Come on now. All up in the Psalms, they talk about telling about what God has done for you, right? Right? Yeah. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Like, lift up your voice, right? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All these things, like, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed Come to talk on. about who he is, what he has done. And not just talk about him, but live by it. We don't want to just be hearers of the word. We want to be doers of the word. We don't want to just be doers of the word, but we want to speak about the word. We want to do it all. We want to, we want to do it all. We definitely want to do it all. Saucy, saucy, saucy. So, so, that's, so that's my question. Like who, if you're listening, like who taught you that? Who taught you that you just only supposed to just, just go ahead and just be a good person, do good works. And it don't take all that. You ain't got to be preachy. Who taught you that? Because Jesus didn't teach you that. <laughs> Jesus did not teach you that. And so that's the whole point tonight. Jesus did not. Like, it's time for us to open up our mouths, y'all. And the last thing I want to say, Pastor Cornell, is, yes. you know, we might not, opening up our mouths about Christ and sharing who he is, according to the scripture, right? We got to know who he is according to the scripture. Like, we don't want to make up stuff about Jesus and give people stuff that ain't biblical, right? And lead them down some rabbit trail. But opening up our mouth, sharing about Jesus and who he is, even if a person doesn't receive him, we're still planting seeds, right? right. Or we don't know what phase of life we're going to meet people in. Somebody might have already planted a seed. We might be the water that they need. We might be the sunshine that they need. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's just we do what we do and let the rest be between them and God because it's the work of the Holy Spirit that's doing everything anyway, right? So right. it's, just, it's just key, to, it's necessary to be obedient and it's necessary to just always be prayerful and just be open to the, to the voice of God, to the Holy Spirit um, with sharing, right? With sharing. Now, yeah. getting up on the airplane, you know, starting to preach real loud, I wouldn't recommend that because you might get, you might, they might not want you to get back on the plane. <laughs> But I'm saying you got to use wisdom. You know what I mean? Right. But in order to lead somebody, you can't lead people to Christ without, like, my singing ain't going to lead nobody to Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. No, it's just about obedience. It's situational, momentary obedience. When God is asking you to do it, to do it. And I just want to speak to the person out there like, Cornell, I just don't see myself being that way. Right. Beloved, I want to challenge you to trust the Holy Spirit. God is not malicious. God is not trying to get you with the okie doke. If he's going to bring an opportunity to you, it's because he's going to help you be successful in that opportunity. Right. And it's to speak, whether it's to, to say a kind word. Let me just tell you something. There's been plenty of times I've set in a hospital without the words to say, not knowing what to say. One time, I remember I was young in ministry and this guy was, I was up in Cleveland Clinic and this guy was having a quadruple bypass. I didn't know what to say, but I just kept asking the Lord, Lord, give me the words, give me the words and give me the words. And he gave me the words. And every time I see this family now, they remember that moment. 
So what I was unable to do, unable to do, God was able to do through me. I just had to be the willing vessel. So right. if you're out there, just be willing because right. God will give you that grace. He will give you the words to speak. Right. Amen. Amen. So on that note, I think that's a perfect note to close the conversation on. So Thank don't you. get it twisted. We're not saying don't let the Lord use you in serving and being there. If you really, if you heard what we had to say, we're not coming against that. But what we are saying is in order to bring someone to salvation, yep. you can't do it by just doing good works. You yep. have to give them the good news of Jesus Christ. We are not flying halfway around the world just to do good works. We are going to preach the message of Jesus Christ. Tell them about what you're doing again. Tell them, huh? what, you're, tell them what you're doing again. Uh, what do you mean? About the trip. Uh, you talking about going to preach? Yeah, can you? You said when we going? No, no, tell them about the trip. Tell them. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> Restate what you're doing. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so we're we're leaving... April 6th, 6, something like that, to go over to Kenya. Um, and we are going to, we're going to preach the gospel. It's, it's, uh, there's a youth camp that we're going to run for a week. Um, this camp, there, there are going to be believers, teenagers that they're all teenagers. Some of them are saved. Some of them don't know Jesus. Some of them are street kids. And we are going, it's, it's, to me, it's like a, it's discipleship all day long. It's evangelism all day long. That's what it is. We're preaching the word of God. In the morning, they have a devotional, like at six o'clock in the morning, y'all, we already up, teeth brushed, you know, down at the tents, doing devos, giving them the word of God. We're not going and just doing good works. We're giving them the word at six o'clock in the morning. They have breakfast after they have breakfast. They got some worship. They're getting some more word. After they get the word, we have a breakout session where they're getting some more word. After they have the breakout session, we go back into the sanctuary and guess what? They getting some more word. And then after that, they have lunch. And after they have lunch, they might, they're going to get a game. After we have some games, guess what? They're getting some more word. It's nothing but preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Because listen, hell is real. A part, mm. the, uh, a part, listen, a part of the gospel message is not just, not only did Jesus come, he's the son of God, born of a virgin, right? He was crucified, he was buried, died for three days, resurrected three days later, ascended to the Father on high. But also, if those, if those who hear this good news about Jesus, because he died for our sins, right? He died to take our place because of... Those who are separated from God, those who have not received Jesus Christ as Lord, they are right now separated from their creator, period. Mm -hmm. if, you are not a, if you are not a follower of Christ, I'm not even going to just give it the Christian title because people don't like that. Even though the word Christian is biblical, all right? Yeah. We can go to the text and see why they started calling them Christians. But anyway, <laughs> if, you, if you don't give people the full gospel that right now, if you are not found in Christ Jesus, you are separated from your creator and you are destined, you have eternal destiny. Whether you're going to heaven, you'll be with God the Father forever, or you will eternally be separated from the God who loves you and you will suffer eternally. Yep. Eternally, hell is real. Mm -hmm. demons are real the devil is real and you will end up in a place with them with nothing but fear and torment and darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth eternally this is yeah. not like a punishment and then you just die and then you don't exist anymore you will exist forever in a separated state from your creator with pain never ending with pain never ever ending so when we give the good news, we not only tell them about what Jesus has done and how much Jesus loves them. God is love. God is love. God, is, yes, he is love, but he is also in his love. His wrath reigns righteous in his love. Now you preaching. Come on. God now. is a God of justice and he has to penalize sin. Or he's not God. Or he's not God and he can't go against himself. So when we talk to people about Jesus, we have to let them know that if they choose to reject the truth about Jesus Christ, because he doesn't force you, 
to receive him. So if you choose to reject him, you choose to knowingly walk away from the true and living God and spend an eternity separated from him in torment forever. And the beautiful thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ, as the Bible tells us, even while we are deep in our sins, Christ, Christ was dying for us. He yes. died for us. And that is the most incredible word that we can ever hear in our whole life. That right. when I was messed up, Jesus literally became the soap and water for me to get cleaned up. Mm -hmm. I can't clean it up with my good works. I can't clean it up with my good acts. I can't clean it up because I just say I go to church and been going to church since I was a kid. I can't clean it up with my finances, with my intellect, with my education, with right. my titles. None of those things matter. It's right. a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. It's not just reciting scripture verses and saying the Christianese things to say. It's a, it's a growing, fervent relationship that's found in him. It's literally everything in that way. So if you're out there, this, this, this conversation is probably the rawest of the ones we've ever had, in my opinion, because it's the literal gospel being poured out on those who don't believe and those who do believe, where we can come to a place of reality saying, no matter what's going on, I need Jesus. Yes. I need Jesus even when I'm a, listen, I, I believe with everything in me that my name is already there written in the Lamb's book of life. life. That's why I still need Jesus. That's right. Every single day. Why? That's because right. while I'm in this earthly tent, listen, I'm human. I'm going to have those failings. I'm going to have those thoughts. I'm going to have those challenges. People can irk me and all those things, but greater is him in me than him that's in the world. So beloved, if you're out there and you're like, man, what is this really all about? Where are you going? I'm saying this to you, beloved. Start to live out the truth of the word of God, not just what you hear, not right. just going by what somebody tells you. Don't even just go by what I'm telling you. Search, Search the word yourself. Search there you go. Search the word yourself. You right. see it's highlighted. This thing is highlighted all over the place. Right. It's, it's just highlighted because I had to find out for myself. Right. I got tired of people telling me what the word of God said. I got tired of people telling me, watch this, of what God had done in their life. I wanted to experience it for myself. And so I started reading and I started highlighting my stuff and saying, man, that's good. I understand it. He started to bring illumination to my life. There was some pruning. God had to do some work in my life that I didn't even want him to do. Right. And things He's still working in my life. Come on. Come on now. That yeah. seed was starting to, listen, that seed was starting to mature. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that right now I'm not the person I used to be. I still got a long way to go. Right. I'll be the first to tell you, I've made a lot of people, I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm ashamed of my past, but when it comes to my past, I don't have to be chained by it because Jesus just freed me from it. Right. And the same can be true for you. Right. And how did that come? It's come by his, his spirit speaking to me, his word speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Come on now, his people speaking to me. And that's what we're talking about here right. in Jesus' name. So if you're out there in the night and you don't know Jesus as you're saved from sin, today is the opportunity for you to just say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need your salvation. Right. If you watch this. If you confess, right. if you speak, if it comes from outside of you, if it comes from inside of you, out of you, that yeah. truth, God is a discerner of hearts and, and motives and wills. And, and guess what? The Bible says, if you if you utter with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and rose again, mm -hmm. salvation is yours. No right. ifs, ands, buts, or maybe. So make that confession tonight, beloved. Right, Jesus right. Christ. That's it. That's it. Make that confession, y'all. So it's, it's, it's been, man, it's been such a good conversation. I hope y'all enjoyed it tonight. I hope it challenged you tonight. I hope that those that are listening, those who will listen back to it, that you really felt, find yourself challenged, that you find yourself encouraged. If you are doing these things, shout out to you. Keep doing it. Keep being bold. Keep letting God use you. Keep speaking up. Keep letting your light shine. Keep doing both because it's, it's absolutely necessary. And again, souls, there, there are souls hanging in the balance that if we don't open up our mouth and share Jesus, not our opinions, not our feelings, but what the word says, then we could be the reason why some people are, are, are not coming to Christ as soon as they, they, they have the opportunity to. Like, I want to be that opportunity. I want to be the opportunity and the reason, you know, that maybe someone came to Jesus, right? Yeah, I, I, I count myself as a trumpet. The trumpet is nothing without wind, air yeah. going through it. That's his yeah. spirit. And yeah. I feel valued as a communicator of God's truth. Right. I feel valued. The Bible says that we don't do it, the rocks don't cry. Well, let right. me just tell y'all something. 
they ain't no rock with my name because they ain't going to do what I was called to do. Come right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. So, all right, y'all. So we appreciate y'all for, um, for listening, for giving feedback. Shout out to my Aunt Wanda. I see her um, watching yes. right now. Pastor yes. Jeff Stanford. Pastor Jeff, thank you for listening and for watching. Pastor Jeff said this. He said he factored in my failures and still loved me. And that's the truth. God saw our sin. He factored in all that we would do wrong, not just before we came to Christ, but even now. And you know what, Pastor Cornell, we're going to have to, not tonight, but we're going to have, not tonight, <laughs> but we're going to have to come back and talk about what sanctification is. Yeah. Right? And we started the conversation way in the beginning about that. Guys. Right, right. So we're going to have to talk about what sanctification is and, and make sure people understand what that process is and how important sanctification is. Yeah. how important it is to actively be engaged in the process of sanctification with the Holy Spirit. It's, that's, that's something we definitely going to have to talk about. So for tonight, it has been so real. It's been so good. It's been a great conversation. Remember the hashtag is who told you that? Who taught you that? Right. Where, where, <laughs> where y'all learn that at? But um, it's been real. It's been the conversation. Thank you, Pastor Cornell, for always being here, for joining, for being a part of the team. Thank you for every single person that is listening. Yeah. Every single person who is um, going to share this conversation, play it back. Subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. You know, God bless y'all. We appreciate y'all. But we do this for the Lord. We do this so that we can reach souls seriously and that we can encourage the body of Christ and win souls to the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about. It's been the conversation. We will be back sometime soon. I won't put a date on it, but we will be back sometime soon. We'll definitely be back before we go to Kenya, Africa. Pray for us. Pray for yeah. us. Please pray for us. Pray for our team, y'all. Pray for our team. Pray for our health. Pray for our spiritual um, strength. Pray for our funding. Pray for our travel, our travels. Pray for all of that, y'all. And if you want- the kids that don't know Christ. For kids who don't know Christ, pray for salvations. And if you want to be a part, if you want to partner with God and be a work, a partner in this work of what God is doing, being an extension of the ministry of Jesus Christ to see souls saved. If you want to sponsor a kid to camp, you can sponsor a kid to camp in Kenya for only $45. $45 will send a kid to camp for a whole entire week. They will get three full meals a day and they're going to get the gospel message even more than that. $45, y'all. So come on and sponsor a kid. If you want to sponsor a kid, go ahead and hit Pastor Cornell and his instant messenger. Or you can hit me up and we will let you know how you can do that. Thank you so much for your support. Those who have supported my family, I just got to say it real quick. Me and Ali at our trip, thank y'all so much. You can still sow a seed because we ain't fully funded yet, but we waiting. We trust in God. Um, we know y'all got them stimmy, so do what you got to do. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> now, nah, but sponsor a kid, though, y'all, for real. And we'll see y'all next time on The Conversation. It's been fun. Peace out. <laughs>